The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello. And welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and this is Everyday Peace. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. You know, I say this week after week, and every time I say that, the concept of living a life of peace every day, I just get all excited as though I'm hearing it for the first time. Peace defined as wholeness completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. How amazing is that? I want you for just one moment to reflect on your life and know this, that everything up until this very moment that has occurred was meant to occur. It's part of the wholeness that we're talking about. It makes up the peace, the whole you, the totality. Right now in this moment, I want you to go ahead and just inhale that concept that you are in this moment at peace, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality, no matter what it looks like. Inhale that completely through the nose, hold it for just a second, and a complete exhale through the mouth. And I want to tell you that yes, Everyday peace is possible. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. And yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the guests to partner with you as you purposely create your life of peace every day. And as we wind down 2021, it's good to remind us that our anthem for 2021 was and is what are we waiting for? And by now you of course know the answer is nothing. We are not waiting for anything. We have everything we need right here and right now to be our best selves. We don't need to waste another second before we decide to activate our best selves. In 2021, this show, The Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James has brought you the topics and the guests to help us do just that. And as we close out this year, this is a great time to go back and re-listen to some of our some of your favorite episodes or to find episodes that you may have missed. You can access our entire library of shows by subscribing to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play and Stitcher, or you can listen to them on the Unity Online 
www.mutinyradio.org website. You can also access past shows and other useful information on my new and improved website, drdravonjames.com. The website includes words of wisdom and encouragement, excerpts from my book, Freedom is Your Birthright, contact information, holiday free gifts are on there. So great ways to continue to develop and grow. In fact, there is um, a couple of great things happening if you visit the website. There's a free boot camp coming out to help us kick off the new year 2022 in just the right way. It's called Earn Like a Boss, um, five tips to increase your earning potential right now. And then there's also tips on there, another free gift, tips to improve your self-esteem and your self-confidence. So essential, essential for 2022. And so don't hesitate. In fact, um, bookmark that website, www.drdravonjames.com bookmark that website, visit often as things are appearing to partner with you in, in your growth and development. So we had a fantastic show last week. We had two wonderful guests. We started out with the author and speaker, Jenna Banks, who is on a mission to help women embrace loving themselves more. I think that's a very worthy cause. I think it's an important uh, topic for many women to really learn how to love themselves. So if you're interested in learning more about that, please visit um, the uh, site and get more information on that. Uh, and also she has a new book that's coming out entitled, I Love Me More. That comes out in the beginning of 2022. And uh, I think it was March 15th, but you'll get all the details if you go listen to that past episode. I can't wait for that book to come out. She shared some wonderful insights. Next, we had Sherry Fernandez. I know I said that wrong. I said it wrong on the show as well. My apologies, because you are want, you're going to want to go get this book, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. So this book talks about how to master life and how to get on to your best journey. We had a wonderful conversation about how anyone can find their path to their best self. So I encourage you to um, pick up that book, listen to that episode, get those tips. So last week, we also changed things up a little bit. You know, we always do an everyday peace moment, but we're ending out the year. And I want to talk about the importance of setting great goals for yourself as we head into 2022. So I strongly recommend that you go back and listen to that show, the, especially those first 15 minutes, and you're going to get those tips about how to how to head into 2022. And I gave everyone a little homework last week, so I asked everyone to spend time making three lists as they think about their lives. List number one was, what is going on in your life right now that you enjoy, that you want to take that into 2022 with you? List number two is what is going on in your life right now that you want to change in 2022? You know, I teach a lot of leadership courses and the ability to change something is a leadership skill. So what's going on that you want to take a boss position on, that you want to change? You want to take a leadership role in 2022. It's going on right now in 2021 and you need to edit, revise, or maybe eliminate it for 2022. And then list number three are what are some new things that you would like to start doing in 2022? Growth and development always. Now, I'm going to assume that you all have done your homework, and I want you to do this what I want you to do this week is the second part of that homework assignment. This homework, guys, is so very important. Why? 
because we're building toward the year that we want to have. We're going to start right now to create that year. So uh, right now, I want you to look at that list, those three lists, and I want you to short sort them into three categories. Ask yourself, is this a health wealth or relationship category you know we talk about that as everyday peacemakers right that's our pyramid of growth and development health wealth and relationships so look at your list put, put it in um, pick out your items and categorize them and then pick the top one in each category and that's going to be your focus for the 2022 more on this to come in upcoming programs. So with that being said, I want to go straight into our fabulous guest today. Our guest is Joyce Dales. She is the CEO of Buzzagogo. They make homeopathic remedies like cold be gone. We're going to talk a lot about that because it's the cold and cold and flu season and allergy be gone. She's here to talk to us today about home remedies to prevent and treat the common cold. Joyce, welcome to the Everyday Peace Show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. And I loved listening to your intro because it, I felt very strongly that my peace got stolen. It's literally the entire reason I started my company. Oh, gosh, do tell. Okay. <laughs> well, about 15 years ago, we brought home a baby girl from Vietnam. And in the middle of her adoption, we were notified that she needed emergency open-heart surgery because her heart was essentially backwards due to the legacy of Agent Orange on the farmlands where she was from. So when I got her home to the States after a huge, long, drawn-out battle to get her home, we were told she was immunocompromised. And as a new mom, nothing can steal your peace more than with your baby is unwell or if your baby is fragile or literally anything it can be a cut on a hand every mom knows your piece is gone right out the window and i was really living in that space of feeling ill at ease all the time and anxious and worried and so i decided to do something about that i wanted to empower myself and so i i started learning everything i could about how we get sick wow and i love the fact that you use that potentially hard, well, it was hard, it wasn't potentially hard, it was hard, but potentially immobilizing situation to mobilize you to say, hey, we're not going to sit here and just be uninformed and victims. I'm going to get informed and I'm going to mobilize myself towards something that is a corrective action. So kudos to you for doing that. I know that you're right. Nothing, nothing brings a mom's mood down faster than one of her children not being in top condition. So you're, you're absolutely right. Now, um, and I know this as a doctor of pharmacy, I understand that thousands, there are thousands of effective remedies that predate modern medicine. And I'm so delighted that you were encouraged through, through the situation, horrible situation to have to have, but something great came out of it to pursue and start digging into um, the world of homeopathic and holistic natural health remedies. Um, how did you have a background or anything in that? course of study prior to the incident with your little girl? Well, not formally, but I can say I grew up in rural Maine. I, I, was, I lived in the country in Maine. And as anyone that grew up rural will know or has a grandmother, you know, raising them, you get a lot of home remedies thrown at you. Like if there's anything wrong with you, grandma has a home remedy. My grandmother believed that dandelion wine could cure anything. So I grew up in her skirts in her kitchen. And I think that really impacted how I viewed problem solving when it came to health. 
So when my little girl was sick, I took everything that I, the whole attitude from my grandmother, that whole empowerment that she gave me, and I combined it with sort of this weird, nerdy, lifelong obsession with apotherapy that I've had, which is the study of bee medicine, um, venom, bee pollen, propolis, and the various types of honeys around the world. And I decided I'm going to tackle cold and flu from this angle. And the first thing I did was go out into the world and try to find anything that would suit my needs, that would help me not just deal with symptoms, but protect to prevent. And I couldn't find anything that wasn't loaded with chemicals. Even honey products were loaded with chemicals. And so that's, that was kind of where I jumped off from, that having my grandmother's upbringing combined with my own obsessive personality and nerdy knowledge of honey. Wow. And I, I love the fact that it was something that your grandmother introduced to you. But it, it is a lot of times those those remedies or um, that come way back from our families that give us the encouragement really to say, oh, there's something to this. Because I just when you mentioned that about the dandelion wine, I don't have experience with that. But my grandmother always uh, used to make a dandelion tea, right, for different uh-huh. things. And so... Um, yeah, I, I got to agree with you, and it interests me as well. So, um, again, that that's great that you had that background, you know, again, pointing to the wholeness of our life, right, that nothing from our journey should be wasted. So that part of being from rural Maine, and it's almost that destiny knows, you know, whatever you want to call it, that you were going to need this knowledge, right, to in order to promote health in your daughter so it's wonderful how how this how this process works if we're paying close attention to it so you you start studying um, bees and walk us through that process like how do you get from there to having this fabulous cold remedy product cold be gone (laughs) well it's a long journey i thought i was just going to sell my little remedy in farmers markets and i had if i had known what becoming an OTC pharmaceutical meant, I may I may not have gone on that journey, but I it just happens so slowly. And once you're already down the path, you're on the path. But I've always been obsessed with bees since I was a little girl. I don't know why. I, I, I actually don't remember the impetus to that, but I just remember it being solidly a part of my life. And when I was older, uh, I began to research something called super honeys, which are honeys around the world that have something extra. They can be curative in a way that other honeys can't. There's something about that particular honey and the pollen it's collecting, reacting with its saliva, reacting with its enzymes, reacting with the the tree, that creates various types of what I like to call bee magic. And um, one of the honeys that I became obsessed with is Manuka honey. And everybody's kind of heard of that now. And Manuka honey is a little bit abused in products. Like I've seen Dial Soap with Manuka honey. And I've seen products where, I'm sorry, but the Manuka honey value is lost once you've adulterated it that much. But I became really obsessed with that. Um, and Manuka honey in particular is magical in that it can reverse antibiotic resistance bacteria. And they were starting to use it in, let's see, the mid-2000s, in like 2005. They were starting to use it in military bandages to reverse antibiotic-resistant bacteria and save people's limbs from uh, horrible infections and allow their antibiotics to start working again. And I was just fascinated by that. There's also honeys in Brazil that they're studying for um, 
uh, lung cancer. There's honeys in Scotland that have the same properties as manuka in their ability to be antibacterial, antiviral, but they don't do it by the same mechanism at all, and the scientists scientists can't figure out why. So that, uh, just talking to you about it, I get overexcited. Like, <laughs> I think I have an unhealthy obsession with this, but it led to something good. Yes, it has. And, and I'm fascinated by that. The Manuka honey being used, you know, putting it in the Band-Aids and the military using it. That is fascinating. You know, there's so much to um, health care that uh, obviously the source of health care is nature, right? And, we go, and we're trying to chemically do duplicate what nature provides so or enhance what nature provides and so you mentioned this manuka this manuka honey and how it has this potential to reverse antibiotic therapy and uh, antibiotic resistant therapy which is huge that has a huge impact on on healthcare remedies so but going back a little bit to the um, cold common cold which is the product that you have which is OTC product and this information at I think this show is so timely because there are millions of cases of, of the common cold, right? Adults have an average of two to three colds per year, and children have even more than that. And of course, we're living in this time of the, you know, the COVID pandemic, and everyone's afraid to even cough or sniffle in public, right? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So uh, for fear of someone believing that they may be COVID positive. So I think it's so timely that you have a product that, um, the cold be gone. Let's talk a little bit about that. And you, you said if you knew it was going to, you know, if you had known previously how, I guess, arduous and the uh, OTC process was, you wouldn't have gone that way. But we're very lucky that you did. <laughs> we're blessed. Well, thank you. So what I did was um, when I was when I was first trying to solve the problem, it took a couple of years. Uh, I did a lot of research. I spoke to a lot of experts, and I went down that rabbit hole in the way that only a motivated mother can do. And once I was told that, you know, there's no cure for the common cold, my attitude is, well, just give me a minute, all right? <laughs> give me a minute because I'm going to figure that out. And what <laughs> I learned is what everyone has learned in the last two years is that it's all about the nose. And I believe even with COVID, this is um, downplayed. But I believe that most of the time when we get sick, we get sick not just through aerosolized particles. Most of the time we get sick when we touch our eyes, ears, nose, or mouth with our hands. So it's fo- that's called fomite transmission. And common cold and flu, almost 99% of the time, are when you've touched a surface and then inadvertently scratched your eyeball, scratched your ear, eaten with your hands, or scratched your nose. And no matter what hole above the neck you have touched, those pathogens will travel to the upper adenoid zone, to the back of the throat, the upper part of the nose. And that's where the receptors are for that pathogen to latch on and remain dormant for 1 to 14 days, and then it passes its code onto your cells. And then within hours, your cells will begin replicating that code millions of times over, and that's when you start to feel the thing in your throat or the itchy eyes or whatever your trait, whatever your signal is for your cold uh, or develop a fever. That's the colonization zone, and that's where it begins to replicate. But there's this long dormancy phase that I was fascinated with. So it's all about the nose. So I wanted to approach it from how are we dealing with this now? So every product I could find, for instance, doctors use, and I'm sure you know this, uh, uh, ampules of alcohol that they can burst into the nose if somebody is colonized with MRSA or antibiotic-resistant bacteria, which is living in the nasal passages all the time. But in doing that, they inadvertently destroy 
all the biodiversity and good flora in the nose. And when I learned all of that, a huge light bulb went off in my head. The nose is the first line of defense to your immune system. It is as critical as your gut. Your gut restores and maintains your whole body system, but your nose is trap and prevent. And if your nose doesn't have the right biodiversity, pH, uh, uh, moisture, everything, then it can't do its job. And on top of that, is there an antimicrobial product we could put in our noses that could decrease the colonization load without destroying all your beneficial bacteria? And for me, it just it's the simplest thing in the world, honey, 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 honey. But it has to be the right kind of honey because not all honey is created equal and a lot of honey can be caustic in and of itself. So it took me a couple of years to come up with this sort of super honey blend of all the super honeys that I, I could find and work with. And it, it took forever, but we finally found the perfect blend that felt good, didn't burn, did the job. And then we embedded homeopathic remedies in it to deal with active symptoms. So if you're already starting to come down with something, it'll help alleviate that inflammation. And, uh, and that's, I thought, like I said, I thought I was going to sell it out of my kitchen or at the Vermont country store. And lo and behold, I'm in CVS's today. And congratulations on that. I, I'm just still a couple of things that you said. We we kind of know, right? We know that um, from our mothers and from healthcare. You know, keep your hands out of your face, right? I used to hear that uh-huh. all the time as a kid. You know, keep your hands out of your face. Don't go touching around your ears, your mouth, your, mo- your nose, and your mouth. Keep your hands out of your face. And then secondly, we hear all the time, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands you know, really become obsessive about washing your hands. I say that with, with with as much love as possible, but, you know, hand washing is so very important. What I wouldn't have gotten, what I wouldn't have gotten is I would have never thought that honey, I would have thought, well, I think when I, when I think of honey, I think of sweet, st- st- stickiness, and I think, oh, breeding ground for bacteria, you know, uh, I would have, I don't know, maybe just my ignorance, but I would have never thought um, that honey would be the thing to be uh, to repel um, germs from getting into the nasal passages. I would have thought, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't see how you made the correlation. I'm glad that you did, but I, w- I wouldn't. I don't think it would have been uh, occurred to me naturally that that honey would have been the source. Although we know that honey has healing properties, we do know that. But I would have just honey is bacteriostatic. You know, they've still yeah. they bought, they found pots of honey in the Egyptian tombs that are still that are still edible because it's bacteriostatic, unless you increase the water activity of honey. Like, for instance, if you find a honey remedy at, seed, at, at any store um, and you and it's, it's been watered down to be a syrup or something, that has had its water, its water activity increased in order to change, make it into a syrup, make it servable or change its viscosity. Once you do that, then the honey can lose its ability to fight off bacteria, fungus, viruses, all of the pathogens. But when you keep honey unadulterated and you don't mess with it, then it's it can live in a jar forever. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do you? Is there any population that should not use a honey-based remedy that you found, or is it pretty much safe for everybody? It well, unless you're allergic to bees, in which case I would say speak with your doctor and proceed with caution. Although I do know people that have had various bee allergies, it's very different from person to person that can successfully use this. Um, they can eat honey without it. They can ingest honey without a problem, but they can't get stung by a bee. There's all these varieties of bee allergies, so only you know what's best for you and speak with your doctor about that. But children under the age of one should never 
ingest raw honey and even through the nose right. it's still ingestion they're still going to swallow it because um it, of the risk of um oh gosh the word went right out of my brain what is the word oh botulism <laughs> mm-hmm. botulism so baby most moms learn at some point you can't feed your baby raw honey because of botulism and they develop the enzymes to deal with that by the time they're one years old so everybody else is fair game now and your product is now tell us again the name of the product is now available in cvs's yes it is cold be gone and bee like a bumblebee and allergy be gone there's kids and adult version um and there's not much difference between the two it's just an, the fda requires kid packaging versus adult packaging to be really clear about the who can have it um and, yeah, so we're in CVSs around the country as well as lots of little mom-and-pop wonderful little health food stores. We're also online and on Amazon. And and congratulations. It's, it, it is a worthy product to have out there. I, I thank you immensely for the work, hard work you did to get this product out. Um, how how is How do we use it? Well, you take a Q-tip and it, you, uh, you have your own little Q-tip that doesn't come with Q-tips. And then you put a tiny dot of the honey on the Q-tip and you swab in each nostril. And it takes, there's literally 70 doses in this tiny little tube because I don't adulterate the base honeys. Um, And if you're doing it with a kid, sometimes I like to put a little blob on the back of my hand and then wet the Q-tip and twirl it in the Q-tip. And then you can do the kid really fast. And so putting a little water into the situation actually, I believe, helps deliver it uh, quicker for the kids so that they don't wipe it all out of their nose. And you don't have to swab very high at all, just a tiny bit. And then the cilia in your nose, they do the rest of the job. Oh, I love this. So this is, guys, is not like getting the COVID test. We're talking about right there, the tip of the nose and getting that coated well. Oh my goodness, thank you so very much. I can't thank you enough. So in, right now you have a 25% um, discount for the product. Tell us a little bit about that. I have a coupon code for uh, the website right now and it is uh, let me look. It is Buzz B U Z Z December D E C 2021. So Buzz D E C 2021, and uh, that will give you 25% off. I think there's also a sale on Amazon. And if anybody emails us or ever has questions about the product, I personally answer every email. So if any moms have questions about how to use it with their kiddos, or anybody has concerns about um, their parents or themselves, I love to talk about this stuff. So please reach right out. Yeah, and I, I absolutely adore the fact that the the kickoff for this product was your love for your own child and concern for your own child led you to do this great good in the world. So right there is some wonderful principles about having a heart of service and servitude. And I wish you the absolute best. Thank you so much for coming on the Dr. Drayvon James show to talk to us about this phenomenal practice. A product um, cold be gone is available on Amazon and in CBS. This is Dr. Drayvon James. We'll be right back after this break. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace, and we are with our second guest of today. El Hari is a number one international best-selling author and twin flame and ascension expert who helps people overcome fear, pain, and self-sabotaging limitations in order to guide them toward their true nature of bliss and perpetual happiness. Did you know that's your true nature? I love the fact that she reminds us of that. After experiencing her own twin flame journey, Elle left her career as a lawyer to help others navigate their own paths towards ascension. Now, as the founder and CEO of El Hari Universal LLC and creator of the Be With Your Twin Flame and Mastery of Ascension Alchemy brands, Elle helps her students learn to unconditionally love themselves and manifest their greatest dreams. Her mission is driven by a passion to expand people's awareness of the truth of the twin flames journey and assist humanity's spiritual ascension on the global scale. Elle has written four best-selling, best-selling books, including Twin Flames Exposed, which we're going to be talking about today. Um, and so I am super, well, the other books, before I get to that, I'm so excited. Love Exposed, Yes, I Can, and Savvy Spirituality, The Sophisticated, Fun, and Fabulous Person's Ultimate Guide to Everlasting Happiness. Elle, wow. I'm super excited to have you on our show today. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So as I mentioned to you before we came on air, I have been talking this topic, Twin Flames, to all of my girlfriends, and <laughs> some believe, some don't. Some are, and, and, and the, the ones who don't, I could tell you, want to believe, but you know how you've just been, your heart's just been broken so many times that you're afraid to venture forth um, the thought that there is a twin flame and that there is this... Uh, Gosh, this love that is just designed for you. It you know, they don't want to they don't want to venture into that world of hope. So I'm sure. super excited to have you here today and have you talk to us about um the twin flame journey and uh, what drew you to this topic. Well, um like you like you said in the intro and thank you for that by the way. Um I was a lawyer and I had just um gone through a contentious two-year-long divorce. I ended, and it just ended uh, with me having full custody of my kids. They were very young at the time. They were um, in preschool age. And all of a sudden, I met someone, this guy, who <laughs> was this young, hot thing. And we, we were together for the most intense, amazing, miraculous, um, close relationship either of us had ever experienced at the time um, for six weeks. And then all of a sudden he ghosted me and I was just left a shattered puddle on the floor. I couldn't function. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't be the mom my kids needed me to be. I couldn't focus on my law practice. Um, I just got up every day, laid on the floor and cried for 10 hours straight. <laughs> and it was, it was just, I couldn't understand why I was being like that. I, I didn't recognize myself anymore. You know, I, here I was, I'd been married. I mean, I'd gone through a divorce 
And, you know, I've been had other relationships <laughs> before that. And then all of a sudden I'm with someone for six weeks and <laughs> I can't, I can't get over it. I was just completely shattered. And so, um, I was like that for six months, six months. And I had turned to so many different, um, you know, sources to just try to help me, try to even help me explain and understand what was going on with me. Um, you know, everyone from therapists to psychics, to spiritual advisors, to voodoo mambo, all sorts of things. And no one could understand what was wrong until finally six months in, um, the final psychic I spoke with on a psychic call in line, she mentioned twin flames to me. And this was eight years ago. And twin flames wasn't um, even prevalent even in, in spiritual circles then. It wasn't a, a really common thing yet then either. Um, but I Googled it. And at the time, only two entries showed up on Google. One was, um, the first one was this lady in Australia. Her name was Leora. And I went on her website and I, I paid for sessions right away. And I spoke with her that night. And she like literally saved my life. Within two weeks, I was functional. Within a month, I was happy. Within three months, my twin flame was magnetized back in. And, you know, so I worked with her and I continued to work with her for two years after that, even though, you know, I was, I was feeling great again, but, you know, the twin flame journey is really part of the, um, the ascension process. And so I just wanted to work with her some more. And then two weeks after I started work or two years, I'm sorry, after I started working with her, she passed on and. I knew that the, uh, you know, other people had to have been dealing with this and going through this, and now they were devoid of her help. So I wrote Twin Flames Exposed, and I put it on Amazon, and it just, like, grew from there. People started finding me and begging me to help them and asking me to help them, and then now we have coaching programs and downloads and teachings and YouTube channels and podcasts and all of that. So it's, yeah, just, so- it's just grown from there. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, maybe we need to back because your story is fascinating and my heart goes out to you, but it's all worked out well because I could only imagine after going through a two year divorce and then finding someone that you're bonding with and then getting ghosted, as you said, you know, probably the trauma and the pain from the divorce coupled with that would put anybody on their back. So, um, and searching for answers and wanting to know why and what's going on and you know am I going to be uh, able to to find true love but let's just back up this a little bit what is a twin flame yes a twin flame is two bodies two physical people that share the same soul or or put another way one soul with two physical bodies everyone has and is a twin flame it's how we're all created um, it's, it, you know, people like to romanticize um, and sensationalize the whole notion of twin flames as being just a romantic relationship. And that's not what it's about really at all. Um, yes, that can be the catalyst and you can end up in a romantic relationship with them, but you don't have to. But really what it's about is the twin flame shares your soul. So the twin flame is you. In order to understand this, you must first resonate with the fact that we're all a soul. That's what we are. We're not our bodies. We're not our minds. We are our souls, which are basically energy. And it's the strongest energy that exists in the whole universe next to source energy. And so we share the same energy with no one and nothing else in the entire history of the cosmos except for our twin flame. And so the point of the twin flame journey is when is the other so twin flame shows you uh, a part of yourself that you, you normally wouldn't see. It's the denied part of yourself energetically that you normally don't see and that you're meant to see and then accept without judgment, which then is loving yourself. So it's really about self-love, this 
this, the whole twin flame journey. Oh, I think you put that so beautifully. And when you said that, you know, about we're energy, right? There is, um, uh, I used to always hear, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, right? That exactly. we are more than just the flesh and we see, the, you know, the face, the legs, you know, all that. We're more than that. We are actually spiritual beings that are having a physical experience and to be mindful of that. And so this quest for, I guess, uh, and something you just said was being able to see uh, more of ourself. It's that self-awareness, right? Being able to to see into oneself because so often I find, especially, you know, as I work with my coaching clients, I always say that is such a revealing process to me to be able to see more of myself through helping them through their or coaching them through their experiences so this whole journey as I always say is a journey inward right we look like we're traveling along an outward path but we're really getting to know more of ourselves and to hopefully develop that relationship so thank you for that um, yes. explanation of what a twin self twin flame is and that in that here it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic I think most people think romance automatically right you think well twin flame romance so you're saying that it doesn't have to be romance it's just that part of you uh, of self-awareness so how do Correct. you know how do you know if you've met your twin flame yeah great question so if you google that like signs you've met your twin flame or something like that there's going to be pages upon pages and it's going to come up with all these things like um you've never you feel like you you've you've found someone that you've met before or you found a you feel like you've, you've found home or you're with someone that you've never felt so close with or someone that gets you so much or you can, you know, you can like think each other's thoughts, complete each other's senses, the best sex of your life, all of these things, right? And that's good and great and that could, of course, exist with a twin flame, but it doesn't have to. And that all of those things can also occur with a very close resonant soulmate. So that's not what really determines twin flames at all. Really what happens is, is that, um, so in order to really answer the question, actually, I just kind of have to go into a brief summary of what the twin flame journey is. Okay. So to distinguish that between, okay, everyone has and is a twin flame. It's how we're all created. Everyone has crossed paths with their twin flames and most likely knows their twin flame. The thing is not everyone knows that they're twin flames because they are not yet on the twin flame journey. The twin flame journey happens at a particular moment in time when the soul on the deepest level of the soul, nothing conscious, nothing that we're aware of, nothing we can intentionally have happen or want to have happen, the soul just at one point will decide that it's ready to recognize itself on this energetic level of the soul within the physical body of the twin flame. And at that moment, the, the twin flame energies, there's, there's one, ener one polarity energy See, okay, well, why the twin, why the, the soul incarnates here to begin with and has to have two tw twin flames is because the soul is energy, like I said, and it comes from 5D, which is the fifth dimension. So the physical world is 3D. It's the third dimension. In 3D, we have opposites and duality, like we have up and down, hot and cold, in and out, light, dark, good, bad, right? So we have everything's an opposite here in the physical world. Um, in 5D, where our soul is from, that's not the case. Everything just is. So our souls incarnate here into physical, in the physical world, they have to assimilate energetically into the same energetic paradigm of the third dimension, which is one of opposites and duality. So the soul, what's one um, of its opposite or duality in energetic terms are called polarities. So one polarity in one of the twin flame physical body and the other polarities in the physical body of the other twin flame. 
until the, until the twin flame journey happens, twin flames can work together, grow up next door to each other, be friends, be even be married to each other and have no idea they're twin flames, right? But when the soul decides to recognize itself in that one moment within the physical body of the other twin flame, the two polarities within the two twin flames start become activated and they start to build up. And this buildup causes them to um, be drawn together like magnets. And that's all the great feelings that I described earlier that can also happen with a soulmate that you keep reading about or hearing about with twin flames. But after a certain amount of time, the the polarities, the buildup, it reaches what I call a tipping point. And then those polarities start to manifest. And how they manifest physically is in a push-pull dynamic. So one twin flame is a push energy and pushes all of their energy and focus onto the other twin flame. The other twin flame is a pull energy. So mm. while this push energy is pushing onto them, the pull energy is pulling away from the, the push energy at the same time. So as you can imagine, it makes it almost impossible for the two twin flames to physically be together for any sustained amount of time if one is pushing and the other is pulling away in tandem, right? So... Um, the way you can tell if you're on the twin flame journey is once that happens, once the push pull goes into effect and the one twin flame pulls away from the other twin flame, the push twin flame is left there uh, feeling just devastated. And this, this, this energy, this push energy, it's fear-based and it controls the mind and it's also addictive energy. So this push energy, it can only focus on that, the other twin flame. And so the person has obsessive thoughts because this energy controls the mind, obsessive thoughts about their twin flame. They can't get, they can't seem to quote unquote get over them or move on. They can't focus on anything else. They become, they don't recognize themselves. They, they start like stalking them on social media. They start, you know, mm. looking up their friends on social media and their family members and driving by their house and all this other stuff, right? Things like you might not normally do with any other breakup. So that's the first one. The second sign is that there's usually some sort of physical um, pain. And that's usually takes place in either your heart, your solar plexus, or your sacral chakra, one of the three. And by pain, it, it's on a spectrum, but it can range anywhere from like a tightening or clenching, almost like a butterfly feeling type nervous pain, nervous feeling, all the way to the end of the spectrum, which make, which feels like your soul's been literally ripped from your body and you've been disemboweled there and you have like this huge gaping hole and everywhere in between. So there's the obsessive thoughts, there's the, and that pain is called core wound pain. So there's the obsessive thoughts, there's the core wound pain, and then the, there's a third sign, which is doubt. Doubt that um, even as you're going through this and, you know, like our process, we teach people to help them, you know, get through this and, and move along their journey. It causes them to witness miracle, real miracles happen. It's like magic. And it actually becomes an amazing journey. I, I describe it as painful, but that's just because that's the wake-up call to it. But then once right. you know what you're doing, it's, it's, it's beautiful, it's miraculous, and it's such a gift. But, you know, even as these people are seeing this and their twin flames are coming back and, you know, it, you always have this little vestige of doubt there because doubt is fear and duality is fear. So these two polarity, polarized energies within the twin flames is fear-based energy. And so what we're doing, what you do in the twin flame journey is you recognize this fear-based energy within yourself that you normally wouldn't even recognize. And you accept it. You understand it. You accept it without judgment. You don't resist it. And in so accepting it, you end up alchemizing it. And it gets alchemized into love. And so what you're doing is you're transmuting your fear-based energy into love within you. 
and your soul is love energy. That's what the energy of the soul is. And so each time you do this and you get more and more love within you, you're shifting closer and closer into alignment with your soul, which is your truth, which is peace and love and abundance and happiness and everything you desire, your purpose, your passion. And you start to see those kind of things things, situations, people who help further everything that you desire start showing up in your physical world and it's including your twin flame. And it's just so, it's just so miraculous. Oh my gosh. I'm just, it just caused me like to sit up straighter because what I'm hearing in, 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 for me, what's coming through for me is that fear blocks, love attracts. Right. And so, right. So if you're, and I love how you said not only your twin twin flame, but you start to draw other things into into your life experience, right? Because whatever we focus on, we are an attractor pattern. We we attract more of that into our life. So if we if we focus on you know uh, fear based thoughts, uh, loss, lack, and, and and things of that nature, then we attract more things that will feel like loss and lack and in 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 more situations to be fearful of. It is this this wonderful journey called love and then add self-love as i'm adding that in there um, that draws all these wonderful experiences to ourselves. and i'm wondering you know as you're working with people who are coming to you um looking to have this very wonderful experience which absolutely belongs and you said uh, in, in our intro we talked about that i love the fact that this you know I wrote a book called Freedom is Your Birthright, but also love is your birthright, right? This is the space that we're supposed to live in. But so often, and I know you see it in your practice, I definitely see it in mine, that we we do not live in this space of love. And so how how do you I, I, how do you work with people to get to that space because they're they're wanting to attract their twin flame they're wanting to attract these great life experiences but for lack of a better phrase they're sort of blocking themselves because they have not become um attached to the concept of love and and of self-love sure yeah that's a a great question (laughs) a million dollar question no so really when you look at it that we are our souls remember um, we're not our bodies, we're not our minds. Our mm, bodies and our minds are of the physical world, so they are fear-based. All of the physical 3D world, the whole paradigm of duality, which is why we incarnate here, is fear-based energy. Our, our soul, which isn't of the, the 3D physical world and isn't totally here, you know, our soul's transdimensional and omnipresent, all-powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, our soul is still in 5D, even while a little bit of it is here, while we're incarnated here in each lifetime. But our soul really is of 5D, right? So our soul is love. It's not of this fear-based d- dimension and paradigm. And so, uh, but the mind is. So really what we first teach people how to do is get out of their mind. And, you know, when you're, when you're caught up in, by, by that, I mean, I don't mean you're crazy. I know a lot of people, it's funny how, like, you know, there's a saying when you're, oh, you're out of your mind, it means you're crazy. But for us, no, it means, it means you're on the right path to love because um, when you're in your, when you're in your mind, you're in your thoughts. You think you are your thoughts. You're believing your thoughts. And the thing is, our thoughts are just judgments and filters and limiting beliefs and, and, you know, expectations or whatever that we place onto everything in our physical world and everyone. But everything and everyone in, our, in the physical world is actually neutral. There's not one good thing or bad thing. The only thing that makes mm. it so is a personal perspective 
by uh, based on, you know, many different things, how we've been conditioned or what we believe or whatever, but we're going to judge everything in our life as good or bad. But see, love doesn't judge. There is no good or bad in love. Love just is. It's neutral. And so when you can get out of your thoughts, when you're thinking, you know, something's bad and you're believing that something has happened, that's happening is bad. And I'll give you an example. A woman, a girl on her wedding day, a bride on her wedding day, say it's like torrential downpour and she's going to have an outside wedding. Well, she might think that's bad, right? Um, and from her perspective, it is, but that's her judging the rain as bad. But the farmer on the other side of town whose crops have been in a drought might be doing a rain dance, right? He might think it's amazing because he needs this rain. So if it's not the rain itself that's good or bad, it's, it's the, the individual person's mind that's judging something that's good or bad. And that's the same with everything. And so, you know, that's what we really try to instill and start with, actually, is, is having people get out of their thoughts so they can look at them from a third, third person, almost objective perspective and realize, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having this thought and I'm thinking it's a bad thing or a good thing, but really it's neither. It's just neutral. And to remind themselves, and really, um, you know, train themselves into realizing that that's not that it's not the case. Everything just is neutral. And if you believe that you're a soul and you love yourself, you trust and believe in yourself as a soul. And our soul is orchestrating everything in our lives. And so um, our, it orchestrated our birth. <laughs> it's orchestrating when we leave this this, dim- this dimension. It orchestrates when we come in, right? So um, it's orchestrating everything. And if we believe that it is, and our soul is the most powerful energy that exists next to source energy. It's love energy. Love conquers all. It's the most powerful thing. And then we know that it's perfect. We know that our souls, ourselves are perfect. And so it takes some blind faith here. But if you could just believe that anything that's happening in your physical world, your soul is orchestrating it and it's orchestrating it for a reason and it's perfect. Whatever that reason is, even if our minds can't conceive of that, then, um, you know, that's kind of like what, where you get to when you get to the point of, of loving yourself and really loving everything. Oh, I love that you, because you're really talking, I mean, there's so many ways to say in so many words in different words to say what you are saying. And it's um, what I call a universal truth, right? And when you talk about the soul, right, this is the, this is what connects us to beyond this world, right? That is our connects us to source energy or, you know, this, our soul, Right. Other than right. that, we're just we're just flesh, right? And um, you know, and the body does not operate and move without the soul. So it operates in this world, it operates in the other world, and it connects us. And being able to disconnect from the mind, I love that. Being able to disconnect from the world of effects is what I call that, right? Because you know, um, the outpicturing of this and that and this judgment, everything is good or bad instead of everything is of the creator for some purpose right? Yes. and mm-hmm. being able to live in that space, I believe is you're so right is um, getting rid of judgment and moving into a space of love and moving into a space of acceptance because so exactly. much of what we do in the course of a day is built on rejection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having this, re- you know, living from a place of rejection instead of a place from accepting that this is this is what's happening and so it is meant to happen and i have um, the ability to perceive it as part of the solution and not um tag it label it as as the problem right it's just knowing that if if um 
if I want to cross the street, the street is not part of the solution. It becomes part, I mean, not part of the problem. It's the solution to get to the other side of the street. So living in that space, this is a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And and I, I got to um, talk a little bit about the, the, the book. Um, tell us the title, where we can find the book and what we can expect to be changed from our life once we go through this magnificent work. Sure, thank you. So Twin Flames Exposed is the name of the book. Um, it's available on Amazon. And um, it basically just really basically um, breaks down and, and, and kind of explains what the Twin Flame journey is by I went through and I, I took some of the most common myths out there that you'll find all over the place about what Twin Flames are. 99% of the information, by the way, about Twin Flames, like out there in the Internet or Twin Flame Collective or whatever, is, um, is either made up, not true, misconstrued, or, or you know, just completely um, like a myth. You know, it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just not, not conducive to anything. And, and so this, I just really wanted to explain, you know, some of the most common myths and in so doing, it kind of explains what, the, what the journey is, you know, by dispelling the myth, you know, you, I, I tell the truth of it that I learned from my teacher, Leora. And so it's really an homage to her, but also to help people clear. So many people are so confused out there. You know, fear is also confusion with uncertainty mm-hmm. and doubt and decisiveness. It's all fear based energy. And so, you know, the more clarity you can get as well, it, you know, the, the easier uh, the journey becomes. <laughs> right. The more, the more clear we can get on a topic, you're right, is the easier uh, the journey gets and the more pleasurable the journey gets. And we can live beyond chaos and beyond the mind. Our fabulous guest with us today is El Hari. We're talking about Twin Flames Exposed. I highly recommend that you read this book because you're going to find yourself there is what I believe you're going to find. You're going to find more uh, self-awareness there and you're going to help to relieve um, yourself from this from the from the cage of fear. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. I encourage you to get on board with getting off to a great start in 2022. I absolutely love you. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.